0: الحمد لله kasa fast approaching uh, the 15th of Shaban and fast approaching the 1st of Ramadan this month of Shaban was a time when was extremely focused and prepared in the month of Ramadan you can imagine that for example if there's a person who has a final exam two, three weeks before the final exam they start getting prepared, they start thinking about it more and more and two, three days before the final exam to enter complete preparation mode, to enter a complete, enter sort of a zone where almost the only thing they can think about is the upcoming final. Or if a person has a court case or any type of difficulty, then just one or two or three days before that decision and before the court announces sentencing, Mm -hmm. that's all the person can think about. Mm -hmm. Just like that, one gets a feeling and a sense from the sunnah and again this is something that I have spoken about before that the sunnah is really something that isn't just pieces of information but is trying to impart to us a complete what we call a misaj or an understanding or an outlook or a temperament of Sayyidina Rasulullah. And here in Shaban, the Prophet especially as he proceeded through this month, he would start to become only and only almost only and exclusively uh, thinking about the month of Sha'ban. Mm-hmm. So, this 15th of Sha'ban, there's recently been certain, uh, writers and certain, uh, lecturers and speakers on Islamic topics who have suggested that there is absolutely no basis whatsoever, uh, or nothing special whatsoever about the 15th of Sha'ban. Mm-hmm. When actually all of the Muhaddasin have viewed the report about the 15th of Shaban to be transmitted with a chain that is known as Hassan and Ibn Ibn himself mentioned the amal or the practice of all of the early and great Muslims, pious generations of Muslims, mm-hmm. that they would uh, make special worship on this night and that they would fast on the day of the 15th of Shaban. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage generally, mm-hmm. uh, that the process used to increase as fast in the month of Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And if many of us may not have been able to do so up to this point, mm-hmm. yet, then starting with the 15th would be a wonderful way to start. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, it's a year-round sunnah of the Prophet that he used to fast in the 13th, 14th, and 15th of early lunar month. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, who maybe we live many of us live such busy and fast paced lifestyles mm. which is just a euphemism for extremely uh distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and distracting and distractive lifestyles. Mm. Sometimes we may need something to snap us mm. into this reality that the month of Ramadan is indeed coming soon. And I think for that reason, if nothing else uh, marking the night before the 15th of Shaban with extra ibadat and spending the day of the 15th of Shaban in a state of fasting mm. is even more important and critical mm. for us the Muslims who have been affected by modernity mm. because we don't have that from the temperament that we are pre- present and preparing for the month of Ramadan. Mm. It's something that for us still seems like a distant future event. Mm. So I think that uh it's... It, Critical for many of us to actually try to spend the 15th of Shaban that night in as much amount as we can, and that day in a state of fasting to snap us back, uh, snap us out of our worldly distraction, and to snap us back into a heightened remembrance and awareness for Allah Spontane, and to make us really feel the imminent coming of the month of Ramadan like the false of some self, the imminent coming of the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Secondly, in addition to this practical benefit, spiritually speaking, some of our ulama and masyarak have suggested mm-hmm. that the manifold barakat and the massive barakat and blessings mm-hmm. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends in the month of Ramadan, they start to trickle in, in the month of Shaban, mm-hmm. And Imam al-Abbani, Majal Allah has given this example in his book, the Makdubat, that of Sajr and Sunrise. Mm -hmm. and that sunrise is that moment when the sun pierces the horizon or comes right, appears on the horizon, Mm -hmm. the first rays of sunlight come on the horizon. Mm -hmm. So you can see the first line of the solar disk on the horizon. Mm -hmm. But before that, and that's what we call Fajr, or dawn, for about one and a half hours, depending on the time of year and latitude and longitude, but for about one and a half hours before that, Mm -hmm. before the sun is able to appear on the horizon, The light of the sun starts to trickle through, and the first thread of light is the beginning of thunder, and then more and more light comes, mm. and then all of us would have observed that if you look at the sky 20, 15, 10 minutes before sunrise, it is full of light, mm. right? Mm. And sometimes, in fact, when you look at these current uh, computer uh, prayer timetables and you look at the sky 2, 3 minutes before it says the sunrise, mm. you would think that the sun is already up. Mm. Just like that, he writes, the raid, before Ramadan, the month of Ramadan appears, Mm -hmm. before the month of Ramadan appears, Mm -hmm. just like before the sun appears, prior to that there's a lot of light that floods the sky. Just like that, before the month of Ramadan appears, the barakat and the fuzat of Ramadan start to flood the sky, especially in the last 15 days of the month of Mm Sha'bah. So if we were not able to take benefits... So the full Sunnah package was two months preparation rather than Shaban. An abbreviated Sunnah package would have been just one month package, (laughs) just Mm Shaban. It's like people have these heart packages, Mm -hmm. you know, very 40 days, 25 days, 10 days express. Mm -hmm. And now the least we can do to have that Sunnah preparation for Ramadan is to have these last 15 days of the month of Mm Shaban. that we should be spending all as many of those nights as we can in increased worship in nababat Spend as many of those days as we can in a state of fasting. Start planning in advance for the month of Ramadan. Start scheduling. And when we do these things, both emotionally, mentally, psychologically, spiritually, physically, because the fast also has a physical effect, mm-hmm. by doing all of these things, we can become prepared mm-hmm. for uh the month of Ramadan. So, and I think that... so. It's very important, and I think that those of us who are fortunate to live mm-hmm. in Muslim communities, uh, where there may be programs going on, different masajid, mm-hmm. uh, on or, or any type of program that is going on, any Muslim be it preparing for Ramadan or any otherwise, in general thought, on the fifteenth of Shaban, we should try to partake of that. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, there are some hadith mm-hmm. that mention. That the night of the 15th Shaban is a night in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides, mm-hmm. uh, on the risk of a person for the upcoming lunar year. Now mm-hmm. again, these hadiths are Hasan in terms of, the, their chain of narration, mm-hmm. that they're reliably sound, mm-hmm. but not of the utmost soundness. So it's not a necessary part of the deen of Islam that a person believe in this, Mm -hmm. But again, we have to look and make our response Mm -hmm. the way that the response of the muhaddisin and ulama were. Mm -hmm. And the vast, vast, overwhelming 95% of all of the mufassirin, muhaddisin, fuqaha, usulin, uliya, kamilin, took this to heart and they would make extra prayers on that night, du'a to Allah ta'ala to bestow upon them a good risk in the following year. And I think that we have to understand that this concept of risk is much more than our monetary mm-hmm. wealth or our sustenance. Mm-hmm. But it includes first and foremost actually our spiritual risk. Mm-hmm. That how much amul we're going to do the next year. Mm-hmm. How much ikhlas that we'll have. Mm-hmm. How much kabuliyat. How much it will be accepted by Allah ta'ala, How much the hajj we're going to do. How much we're going to do, how much Isha we're going to do, how much Jemaats we're going to do, Mm -hmm. how much Zikr we're going to do, how much Tlaats we're going to do, how much Sikfar, Dut, salawat, Khidmat, etc. that we're going to do. And when we think of it like that, uh, and it's very interesting that Allah in our Deen has linked this annual planning to the month of Ramadan. Mm -hmm. And it almost seems that the 15th of Shaban is the initial Mm-hmm. decision by Allah Taala how much to bestow upon us the following year, but then Allah Taala gives us the rest of Shaban and all of Ramadan to mm-hmm. earn more and more. So for example, let's say a person makes du'a on the 15th of Shaban and makes true istighfar and Toba, mm-hmm. And that would be the first step would be to repent mm-hmm. from all of the things that we did in the previous year up till now. Right, mm-hmm. And that's also a very important thing to be thinking about before we enter the month of Ramadan, to repent from all of the previous things that we did in the past year mm-hmm. and to realize that it's only and only and if we can truly repent from our past that we can be sincerely hopeful to Allah for giving us a better future. Mm-hmm. And so this is a mentality, again, Allah is creating in our deen, that we should be thinking mm-hmm. about this past and repenting from it and be thinking about the future so that we can improve ourselves in that future. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can make a good Dilba on the night of 15th Ramadan, and Allah Spaltrow may decree for us a good level of spiritual risk for the next year. Mm-hmm. But then for the rest of Shaban and for all of Ramadan, we can keep on, keep on, keep on praying to Allah, Spaltrow, keep on trying to get more and more, but a god and more and more risk for the following year. So this is another very important thing mm-hmm. for a person to think about, and even if it's not the 50th of Shabbat yet, mm-hmm. but a person can now start thinking of all the things to make Toba from. Mm-hmm. And again, the first thing to make Toba from is our spiritual sense mm-hmm. of so Toba for all the Fudders that we missed, Dovah for all of the issues that we missed, mm-hmm. Dovah for all of the opportunities to do Zikr, Dalawati, some salawat that we had but we missed. Mm-hmm. Doba for all of the opportunities of had that we missed. Mm-hmm. Doba for all of the things that we built to hear but we didn't do Amal on them, we didn't practice them. Mm-hmm. Doba for all of that. Doba for all of the dobas that we made to Allah but that we broke. Doba to all the du'as we made to Allah but we ourselves became the means uh, for them not to happen. And this happens especially when we make du'as for spiritual things. So for example, a person would make du'a to Allah, please make me somebody who never ever misses a prayer again in my life. Mm-hmm. But then we ourselves go and do something that deliberately makes us a prayer. Mm-hmm. So, Tawbah for ourselves, mm-hmm. for how much we hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ourselves hurt our own du'as from being accepted. Mm-hmm. So, we have to make Tawbah for all of these things. Mm-hmm. And this is a very important thing. And once a person makes Tawbah, mm-hmm. and this is also a fascinating thing I feel mm-hmm. about our deen, that Allah can really accept our Tawbah, in one night Mm -hmm. but after that it takes a lot of effort in other words Tawbah can be accepted in one night but it may take a whole month of effort the month of the month of ramadan to actually improve ourselves or to increase ourselves in the eyes of Mm allah and that's also very important for us to remember Mm -hmm. because i've noticed that sasbas and some of the seekers in the past or generally muslims Mm -hmm. sometimes we fail Separate these two things. These two things being, number one, toba for past sins, Mm -hmm. and number two, becoming better in the future. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what happens is is that a young Muslim man or woman, or at any age, Mm -hmm. we go to a b'yan, we hear a du'a, and we make a deep toba that night. Mm -hmm. And we cry in the du'a, and we really, from the deep bottom of our heart, we repent Mm -hmm. for all of our ways. Mm -hmm. And And then we go to sleep thinking that somehow that repentance will change us. Mm -hmm. No, what that repentance did Mm -hmm. is it wiped away what we did in the past, but now we have to begin a much more drawn-out, longer, more dedicated effort to make ourselves better so that we don't fall into those sins again. Mm -hmm. So the Pilbara can take place in one night, Mm -hmm. but making ourselves better and stronger spiritually Mm -hmm. so that we don't go back into that sin for that Allah Taala has given us the month of Ramadan. Mm -hmm. And I think these two things, tawbah mm-hmm. and making ourselves better, mm-hmm. these two things basically summarize uh, the entire purpose mm-hmm. uh, and our what should be the crux of our entire approach mm-hmm. to the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. So this is how we should then spend basically these 15 days, mm-hmm. um, and this is how we should spend the 15 days of Shaba. Mm-hmm. making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. and uh trying to prepare for the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Now specifically on this topic of preparing for the month of Ramadan, I wanted to share uh remind myself and share with our listeners a few uh pointers. Mm-hmm. So Allah said in the Quran of in Surah Baqarah, when mentioning that fasting has been made mandatory on you as it was made on those who came before you so that you may attain taqwa. So what it's suggesting here is that fasting has the link between fasting and taqwa is part of our humanity. And that's what I was saying. Is this is something that was mentioned to previous communities as well. It's not something specific to Mu'mineen or specific to Muslimin, mm-hmm. but it's something that was common to all mu'mineen our very humanity and our iman. accepts that if we fast, mm-hmm. we will come to taqwa. Mm-hmm. The second thing Allah SWT is doing here is very clear. He's showing us a link between the Zahir and the batin, mm-hmm. And there are many aspects of our deen that have this link. Mm-hmm. Allah SWT himself and his small Husna, his two names, a Zahir and Al batin. Mm. al zahir, again, means the outward, the manifest, the mm. external, and the al-batin means the inner, the inward, the interior, the hidden. Mm. And so fasting is something that is zahir. But to ba'alaykum, siyam, the siyam, abstaining mm. from food and drink and lawful and all relations, mm. is a zahir thing. Mm. But Allah so is linking this, this, Allah taala has hope mm. that this will bring it to taqwa. Mm. Taqwa is something that is in the batin. Mm. And it's this batani taqwa that a lot of us lack, mm. that our heart doesn't have the fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our heart doesn't have that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our heart doesn't have that awareness for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you think about it rationally, to get such an incredibly amazing ni'mah or bounty or blessing such as batani taqwa, one would have thought maybe one would have to do some batani effort. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bringing us to the zahri effort. And I think this is a very important thing, mm-hmm. that the Zahir affects the Bakna. Mm-hmm. This is a very important lesson we should take from, the, from this ayah of the Quran, from this whole teaching of fasting in the month of Ramadan. And, and I'm saying that because we are people who have allowed so many things that are un-Islamic to enter our Zahir. Mm-hmm. And we can't fool ourselves and let ourselves think that that hasn't affected our Bakna. And so what Allah is doing is teaching us that make your Zahir pure. Mm. So I will give you a month, Mm. which is called Ramadan, which the Zahir is pure. It is purified from the presence of the Shayateen, Mm. right? It is purified from the gates or doors of Jahannam from being open. Mm. You are going to be purified Mm. from mundane activities such as eating and drinking and lawful relations for a certain part of Mm. the day. Mm. And it's a very strong message to us But if you develop and fix your zahir, Mm -hmm. it'll fix your Mm bopin. And very interesting, you know, our Sheikh, as I mentioned, an announcement. Actually, has been giving a series of talks. Mm -hmm. Um, The last one will be tomorrow uh, in Urdu at, you know, again, uh, 11 a.m. New York time and 10 a.m. Chicago time, Mm -hmm. whatever time that is in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said many, many very interesting things Mm -hmm. uh, in these talks. And one thing... Uh, that I remember he said in Urdu, uh, he said that Deen Akko Kizere Sine Panta, Deen Nabiyah Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nakko Karnasa Panta. Deen se Sine Panta, Deen Nabiyah Alayhi Wasallam, Nakko se Panta. Which means that the Deen will not be spread through the use of intellect or rationalist understandings or explanations, the Deen is spread and he was speaking to a very large gathering of Ulama uh and I alhamdulillah had the fortune to be there last year, but this year I am missing it. But a very large gathering of Ulama from the different all of the different institutions of learning across Pakistan and a large number of advanced students mm-hmm. of Islamic learning, uh several dozen of the school of fa'ak, mm-hmm. and many, many Marids and many other sincere seekers And each talk is very interesting, and I'd recommend you know they're also... uh, You can listen to the previous ones as well on uh, Ustream.tv if you go... uh, If you search uh, under Zainab Academy, Z-A-I-N-A-B Academy, you can even listen to all the previous ones. And on the website itself, they have last year's talk as well. And you really get a feeling in these talks of the deep concern that our Mashiach have for the ulama, and how they, you know, how they should be concerned with doing their primary responsibility, which is calling people uh, to Allah Taala and the Deen, So here, in a world where everybody is interested in sort of intellectual explanations of Islam, and the educated elites, you know, pride themselves mm-hmm. or uh, fool themselves, either way, and thinking they have a more rigorous intellectual approach to life, and therefore they should be presented with a more, rigorously intellectual and rationalist understanding of the deen, there are shaykh is telling the ulama, deen akhl pelta, deen nabi alayhislam kin that the deen will not be spread through the zahir, outward manifest, rational intellectual presentations, but the deen is spread through the imitation and emulation of nabi Karim sallallahu right? So okay. either way, there are so many things that we look at in our deen, in which we find this link between the zahir and the batin, right? Okay. And so when our sheikh said knuckle, he meant actually following the zahir of the Prophet sallallahu mm. In other words, that Allah sallallahu has given us a zahir model as well. It's not that the deen is only for the batan and the zahir is to be given to the dunya, but even the Zahir belongs to the Deen. Mm-hmm. Because Allah, again, He is Himself a Zahir and al batin mm-hmm. So whether it's a woman's dress or a man's dress, whether it's our lifestyle, our homes, our sitting, our settings, our Zahir also belongs to Allah. And here in the month of Ramadan, we're being taught to do an Amal in the Zahir that will affect our batin. Mm-hmm. And we look and we see that even this notion of hunger mm-hmm. is really something that goes back to uh the Prophet ﷺ in the sahaba And you see so many stories in the Seerah that while their bataan was developing Allah ﷺ was endowing and increasing and adorning their batin, Allah ﷺ was also casting their zahir with hunger mm-hmm. right? There's a very, uh, well-known, uh, hadith, and we say that no Omar, radi really al was unable to sleep mm-hmm. because of the hunger that he was feeling. Mm-hmm. And so that he couldn't, I mean, we can't even imagine such a level of hunger. Mm-hmm. That it, you feel so much hunger, it doesn't let you fall asleep late at night. Because you're tired, mm-hmm. you're very tired, but you still can't sleep because you're too hungry to sleep, aloha. I don't know if any one of us have ever experienced such a state. So Sayyidina Umar, who late at night, had been trying to sleep and sleep, but he was unable to fall asleep because he was too hungry to fall asleep. So then he says he pulled himself out of his bed. Now you can just imagine that a person who is so already so tired, sleepless for them, able to sleep, so they're tired and fatigued because of lack of sleep now, Plus, they're so hungry mm. that they can't even sleep, so you would think they would be so weak. But mm. so what does he do? Allah Akbar. Mm. He goes to Masjid al nabawi to pray. Mm. He says that, okay, look, if I'm not going to be able to sleep, I might as well go to the Masjid and pray some Salah. Mm. It, or you can just imagine how much Allah SWT would have loved such a Salah, such a prayer. Mm-hmm. In such a state of tiredness and hunger. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, who does he find? Mm-hmm. He finds that Sayyidina Abu Bakr as has as always, was already there before him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he asks him Abu what are you doing there? And the Bakr says the same thing. Mm-hmm. That I was at home, mm-hmm. and I was so hungry because I haven't had something to eat for so long, mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to sleep because I was so hungry. Mm-hmm. Then at one point, Sayyidina Rasulullah, something comes out. Mm-hmm. And, he starts praying as well, and so the Sahaba, Shesheh and Saint Ambaqar, and Ambaqar, ask him, and he says the same thing, mm. that he was unable to sleep because of hunger. Mm. So this was, look at, this is the height of their zahir and their batin. Mm. The height of their zahir, that they were in such a state of famine, really, you can call it, can't even call it or famine, but they weren't able to sleep, mm. but the level of their batan that they're praying to Hajj a bodily act of worship, which requires some bodily strength. They're praying to hajjiz, they're in Qiyam, they're in Raku they're in Sanada, despite that hunger and despite that sleep. Allah Akbar, uh, Another example, another very famous incident in the hadith is the Battle of Khandaq, where the Nabi Karim, sallallahu and Sahab Karam have had such little food that some of them are binding wrapping a tight piece of cloth around their abdomen. Mm. And again, to feel so much hunger that there's so much emptiness, so much hollowness in your stomach mm. that it physically starts paining you in your chest and your ribs and your stomach. Mm. Lolloppa. Mm. Then somebody is tightening it with one piece of cloth. Mm. Somebody is putting one stone in because the cavity, the empty cavity caused mm. by the shrinking of the stomach asked me to be compensated by a stone and Mabiyya Kareem, sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam putting two stones. Allah mm-hmm. Akbar But what are they doing? Look at their mm-hmm. botany strength. Mm-hmm. They're digging battle trenches in the Battle of Khanda. Mm-hmm. This is hard manual labor mm-hmm. in the hot Arabian sun. Allah mm-hmm. Akbar. This was the level of their botan. It's an amazing uh, thing, this spiritual strength. Mm-hmm. and their spiritual energy. Mm-hmm. And so what Allah is doing here, mm-hmm. perhaps in this month of Ramadan, he's trying to show us that, mm-hmm. right? And you will find, Masa, that there are some people who take a very light iftar, and then they go and they pray 20 rikats'. of right? Mm-hmm. Or if they happen to be in Hanamein, Sharifan, they start making tamas right after Maghrib. You will find a whole bunch of people, and all day they've been hungry, and they just took some, a one or two dates and some zamas and water. But that's spiritual strength. And I think that is one thing, really, that Ramadan shows us. It shows us the power of the batan over the Zahir. Mm-hmm. So it's showing us two things. Number one, there's a link, there's a rub between the Zahir and batan. But number two, it shows us the immense power of the batan mm-hmm. over the Zahir and that the batan is not dependent, mm-hmm. that the batan can leap forward. And, you know, I think all of us in Ramadan at some level or another experience this that we find in ourselves, even. Mm-hmm. If we try to spend that month properly, mm-hmm. we find in ourselves a spiritual strength that we never thought was there. Mm-hmm. You know, many times after the first, uh, in the very first night of Ramadan, after the first Tarawih, sometimes I would often tell our friends, which, you know, look at us just now, we just prayed one and a half hours of extra Salah, mm-hmm. and we didn't even fast, you know, because the, uh, the Tarawih is, is the night before the first fast, So we didn't even fast yet. We didn't do any Amal. We came our old selves through this Isha prayer, but this is the power of the month of Ramadan, that it has so much barakah in us, that it gives so much strength to our batin. that the month of Ramadan has only started for one and a half hours, and we're able to pray 20 rakatsas tadawi. Imagine how much spiritual power we will have by the end of all of those 30 fasts and those 30 nights. So Ramadan is really actually a month that is trying to show us that. And I think we can prepare for that best in in these last uh, couple of weeks of Shaban by disconnecting ourselves from the Zahir, by unfettering ourselves from all of these things that we've caught ourselves in, trapped ourselves in, mired ourselves in, whether it's routine, whether it's habit, whether it's dunya, whether it's addiction, whatever it is. Right? Uh, and try to free ourselves up so that when the month of Ramadan comes, our bakan can be developed and our bakan can fly and we can all come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are just a few things I wanted to mention, uh, today about spending our shaban and preparing Ramadan. And inshallah so next week we'll uh, give more, uh, have a longer discussion about how to prepare for the month of Ramadan. May Allah accept this month of shaban for us. May He accept us in the du'as that all of the Mishaykh are making at this moment or in other moments all over the world. May He accept us in the du'a of all of those who are on or going for Umrah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and may He, uh, give us a month of Ramadan in which we can finally make our but and triumphant over our zahir. May He give us a month of Ramadan in which we finally fulfill His hope on the alakum tattakoon and people of deep and asking takwa or other and tell them that we have